Hello and welcome to Hearty Dice Friends episode 87. Mm-hmm. My name is Grant Howitt, this is Christopher Taylor, and we are, as ever, here to answer your role-playing game questions. We are excited, and scared, and tall, and hungry, because we're going to Dragon Meat next week. We are indeed a very in exciting a, convention. In a vanishingly small amount of time, we are going yeah. to Dragon Meat. We have we are exhibiting with the Indie RPG League, the UK Indie RPG League, who actually had some guys from France asked to join, mm. and that like it put me in a weird position because I'm like, well, I guess you know I don't want to like knock back people from France, but it is the first two letters of our name. Yes, and also I mean we're very protectionist, very national. Yeah, we're na- nationalism. I'd yeah, say that's what patriotic. we are. Patriotic, no, not patriotic. I don't like my country. No, I just know it's the best. <laughs> and we'll fight wars to that effect. Quick question, Chris. Can you imagine, just ever so briefly, being at all patriotic? No, literally not at all. I don't know what that would feel like. Is it a bit like when you look over at, say, like a significant other, and you're like, oh, they're nice, I like them, I get to hang out with them. Is it like that, but with England? I don't think it is, because if you look at some of the more extreme patriotism in America, mm-hmm. and I don't mean, like, extremist patriotism mm-hmm. I mean like the people who have a lot of flags on their lawn yes, and scream America all the time mm-hmm. like it's very intense yeah it isn't just like mm. no it's not mm, like, like dang this is a this is a really good place to live and I'm very proud that, that everything here is the way it is because, because of us because of the people yeah. who live here yeah it's oh you said something bad about this I'm gonna fuck you up it's more like, or like screaming at your wife about how excited you are to have dinner with her. Yes, which I think is a bit much. It is I mean, a bit I'm a strange. quiet I, person by, na- by yeah. nature. I don't, I don't, I just can't, I can't fathom it. It's no. not like, like, and like, there's, 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 I don't know whether there's anything intrinsically wrong with patriotism. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope towards kicking someone to death because they're the wrong colour. But I can't. Grasp that. Anyway, this is a role-playing game advice podcast, and we're going to Dragon Meat. Yeah. Um, we will sign anything you bring to us. I I will sign bodies, but not erotic places in the, on the body. I will. Yes. Uh, Chris will... Uh, I've also asked him not to fake my signature, but he refuses. Yeah. So you will get Grant's signature wherever you please. Yeah. Um, on, the, on the right tit, I believe. Yes, I've, I've bagged he'd left. Okay, cool. Um, so if if you do want if you do want us to sign your um, erotic erogenous zones, talk to Chris. I feel I should say that this is this is non-gender specific. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Like uh, he'll sign your dick. Yeah. Oh yeah, I will sign anything. He'll sign whatever you got going on, which gives you sexual pleasure. Yes, that's my that's my entire job at Dragon Me. <laughs> Does it really turn you on when someone runs say like an ice cube down your spine? Chris will write his name out real long down. <laughs> I will do a very short story, maybe an extra advance aspire, <laughs> depending on what you are going on. I really like the idea of super limited rules. Yeah, like, uh, like not. Oh, we'll write you an extra advance for you and your group to have it. No, we're going to write one on your back, and you have to find other people to tell you what it is. Yeah, make it and real then, picky. And then when you wash. So, like, I do want to say, you have to you have to have the rule written down for it to work, and copies don't count. Correct. So you have to get it tattooed on, or just never wash. Or use it for your next game and then wash. 
I guess, I guess you could cut the skin off. That would work. Um, yeah. Although, again, I'm not suggesting you do. No. Okay. That is, not that's entirely that. up to you. Your skin, your choice. Yeah, your skin, your rules. We'll be at Dragon Meat. Please come by and say hello and buy some shit off us, eh? Yeah. We'll have our new Golden Sea maps, actually. We will. Which we haven't announced yet. Well, we, we've announced them, but we haven't got them on sale properly yet. We have a big, a big empty map. But it's got nice drawings on we it. We will sell you nothing for a we'll premium sell you price. A blank piece of paper for only 20 English pounds. It's not blank. It's a lovely, beautifully illustrated map with room to draw on it, basically. And rules. And, it does have and, rules on it. Yeah, the rules for Golden Sea. It's, po- it's post-apocalyptic, sci-fantasy. It's like post-post-apocalyptic. So rather than like fighting for water and oil, everyone uh, is just dead. So dead. Most people are dead, and now you play the next. Set. The point is, it's good. It's pretty. Everyone, everyone wears masks. I illustrated the first iteration of the game, and I can't draw faces. <laughs> and thousands of people want it, including your friends. Don't you want yeah. to be like your friends? It's an excellent Christmas gift. Oh, I thought that. Angle. It's That's a so brilliant good. Christmas gift. That's I mean, so all of our products are great Christmas. Goblin Quest is a great Christmas gift, especially. That actually is, yeah. That's, That's actually a good Christmas gift. Affordable, um, small. You can easy slide transport. it in a sock. <laughs> it's a book. That's the other thing. <laughs> it's a book, yeah. You know, you know how to wrap a book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point is, buy shit off us, or we'll come and stomp about on your roof. Chris? Or we just won't eat. Well, I'll probably figure it out. But we won't eat a dragon meat. The prices they charge there. Lordy. Chris, I demand a question from you. My armies are at your gates. We've got massed banners and ranks of crossbowmen. And we're ready to rock. It's up to you to bring the people what they want. And what they want is a question. Stop me from talking. <laughs> a single stable boy goes out through the, the main gates of the castle. Hark, who face, is this? To face the arrayed army in front of him. And slightly timid, he says... Uh, Speak, boy. Did you know about necropants? Did you know that was a thing? What is your name, boy? Bell, sir. <laughs> I knew about necropants. Yeah. You knew about necropants. We've got to assume some of our readers don't know about necropants. Yes. Necropants are the worst. They're kind of cool. also cool as hell. So they're pants made out of human flesh, I seem to remember. Like human skin. Yes, yeah. It's a single contiguous piece of skin. That's been removed exactly as you imagine a pair, <laughs> the skin on somebody's legs and hips would be it's removed. It's removed from the shorts area. Yeah, it's all I'm, the way I'm, down to the feet. It's Oh, oh yes, of course they're like trousers, aren't they? Yeah. They're trousers, yeah. It's, 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 it's quite an impressive feat that there's, there's no tearing. I will say, um, seeing as people were shorter when necropants were made, we're probably looking at like oyster pickers, three-quarter length lads. Yeah. Yeah. But the important point, an important part... Of the necropants is the scrotum. Mm. There's lots of important parts. What's the important part about the scrotum? So you keep money in it. Hmm. And essentially you can spend the money out of it and it it, it replenishes. Yes, they you are. You have infinite money from necropants. They're infinite money necropants. Now, I wonder about the... Just the look that the wear of the necropants was going for. I should also say these are like an ancient Scandinavian thing, I seem to remember. They're Nordic, yes. Nordic, yeah. Uh, I wonder what look the bearer of the necropants was going for. Because it's not... So, like, these are trousers which have, effectively, an eternal coin purse on them. They're a magic item. <laughs> an actual coin purse. Yeah, you get it, yeah. Um, they're made out of human f- skin. Mm-hmm. And they look like it, as well. Oh, they're like, they're, they're, they're that, sort of, that sort of manky brown leather. 
Yeah, they're like, tanned. Like, yeah, there's tanned. some work put in. Yeah. But it's not like ritual garb because there's they've got a coin purse. They've got, like, a wallet attached to them, which I presume you take the coins out and then spend them. The so, scrotum. Yes, the scr- yes. It's in okay. the same place. It is the scrotum, yes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm effectively saying it's like having magic trousers that have a wallet. Yes, okay. A magic wallet attached to them. But the thing is, you don't... You pay for things when you're out and about. Like, when you're down the shops getting some loot fisk or a fresh boat or, you know, some horns for your helmet, combs mm. for your beard, that sort of thing. Um, what did the rest of the outfit look like? Uh, I, because I they're honest- just wearing someone else's skin. I don't know whether they had underwear in those days. I honestly don't think it matters that much. Um, when you think... When you think Viking, right? Okay, there's two Vikings standing in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're talking Viking the job description. Uh-huh. Um, one of them is screaming, holding two axes, mm-hmm. wearing furs, big lad, yeah, big leather lad, yeah. armor. Red hair. Yeah. yeah. The other is mm-hmm. much the same, except mm-hmm. from the waist down, is mm-hmm. wearing the balls and legs of another human. I'm not wearing them on a bloody raid, mate. I would, because they'd scare the shit out of everyone. I just... I don't need a wallet when I'm on a raid. What if you want, like, something from the vending machine? That's, oh, that's true. I hadn't thought of that. What if there's a toll? What if, what, if, what if you go through a toll road? I think... I think that the, that the, the invasion, like, two axes screaming, that counts as a lot of currency. Oh, it, does, it has weight, yeah. But, I mean, have yeah. you ever tried to get past somebody on a toll road where you don't have exact change? Oh, I don't drive, so this, is, this is something which I don't nightmare. understand. Unless you've got yeah. one of those little buttons that yeah. auto does it. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, they seem like a social element to me, that you'd wear these and have infinite money, and then you'd have to have, like, a presumably an equally gross top, because you couldn't just have them with a jumper. <laughs> I think I think I would do that so that I could look like I was naked from the waist down from a distance. <laughs> and people are like, good heavens, you're like, don't worry, I killed someone, these are his like, balls. I'm a monk on Lindisfarne. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't see, seen anything outside of this tiny island in years. I've been copying mm. books for my life. Mm. And somebody wearing the legs of another human rocks up. Mm-hmm. Bl- blow my mind. Should also note the magic legs of another human that generate money from the yeah. balls. And I'll be thinking, well, are, my are they covered wrong. in runes and shit as well? No, there's, there, there are some on the inside, but it's not like ah, okay. covered in runes. Okay, they're on the inside just to make sure it so all works. There's actually a like, and this stuff is all useful for role playing games, by the way. That's a magic item. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah, this for is sure. role playing adjacent. See if people put it on. Of course they'll put it on. Like ro- put it on. role players don't give a shit, do people they? People put it on the head of Vecna. Yeah, go on. Um. There's another, and I cannot remember the name for it, and I probably wouldn't be able to pronounce it anyway, but there's another type of warding that the Nordic used to do, mm-hmm. which follows the same tradition, which is, which is hollowing out a living beast. Uh, right. So what you do is you'd hollow out a horse <coughs> and put it on a horizontal limb of a tree. I love how much, I love how much work there is implied in those three words. Hollow yeah, out a horse. It's not skinning. No. It's not the skin of a horse. Like, so, like the leg bones are still in there to give them weight. Right, go on. Uh, you hollow out a horse and put it on a, a ho- sort of horizontal-ish branch of a tree. Mm-hmm. And it watches something. Right. And it wards that area against How? anything bad. Because hap- it's paying attention. It's, it's magically watching does, it. Does it tell you? No, no, no. It's, it, things can't happen when this is watching it. Like oh so like like so like supernatural things that happen when no one's looking it yeah. counts as someone who's looking yes 
How convenient. You put it over, you put it near like graves or caves. Ah, okay. And I I just love the idea that there's this tradition of just hollowing something out for another purpose. It was a a thing. Yeah. It was was a horse. They're like, well, we want to get, we want to get the middle out of that and stick it on a tree so it'll work better. Yep. Because couldn't the horse look at it anyway? Well, no, okay, the, horse, I, I, the horse blinks, the horse turns around. Yeah, it's true, it'll eat grass and stuff. Yeah, it's not, I mean, they're not, they're not known for being like, attentive like, horses. Look at handsome boy horses. Yeah. Mm. Can I ask you a question? You can, yes, I'll allow it. Thank you. Tiberian Pun asks, What is your approach to world building? Do you have a process that you follow with each project, or is it more organic? Uh, I think the correct answer to this is no. Yeah, I guess we don't. Have a pro. Oh, I don't know. Like, I think it might be like the, the way in which we thought we didn't have a process for writing classes in Spire, and then some guy retro engineered it. And was like, oh yeah, here's here's how it works. Like, yes, but, oh, but quite how staggeringly unoriginal. Yes, like we would fail math uh, math exams in secondary school. <laughs> yes, <laughs> as I would frequently do. I put down the answer and not show my working because I boring. guessed. Yeah, I guessed correctly. Yeah, but didn't know how my brain got there. Hmm. So generally, we we come up with a theme. Mm-hmm. Like an idea mm. of what we want it to do. And then we shotgun blast ideas over the internet at each other. We try and... Th- yeah, like we... I'm slightly edgy. Chris is slightly bookish. And mm. between us, we try and get a, an original tweak on something that's well established. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm well of the opinion that there's no more original ideas in the world. But what you can do is combine unoriginal ideas until people can't notice. Like the like the unicorn theory. What? It's the the unicorn theory is the idea of compound ideas. Like oh, you understand it's a rhino and a horse. You understand what a horse is. Mm-hmm. You understand what a horn is. Mm-hmm. So you can put them together, even though that thing doesn't right. exist. Yes, I understand. And 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 those are easily combinable ideas. Yes. Yeah, they're yeah, they're distinct sense. packets of information that you can put together mm-hmm. to make a new packet of information that works. We've already got deers. Why do we need unicorns? Speed, I guess. And magical healing powers. Well, deers could have magical deer. It's not that that's the plural, it's deer. Yeah, they're also not really known for running on rainbows. Well, neither are horses. No, but unicorns are. Yeah, that, my point, yeah, okay. I think you're being that's my point, it's there. a new distinct thing. Yes, okay. I, uh, and also the other thing with world building is we argue a lot. Yes, we do. Like, we will, like, we will, we will be obstinate t- towards each other. And they'll be like, oh, I don't. I don't understand, and like, like we we love each other very much, and we'll do our best to understand. But there is a, I'm going to say, there's a class of world building idea where, like, there's either no, we won't do that, or yes, we're definitely doing that. And there's a bit in the middle where we'll be like, well, we'll write it down, and then (laughs) and then eventually, like, that's when that's when like either I or Chris has had a mediocre idea. And I'll write it down, and then about three weeks later, I'll quietly take the idea around the back of the stables and shoot it. Yeah, it just it just or goes I'll put from it in the document. Red, yeah, and just, we'll have just, another look at it. Yeah, and you'll be like, Grant, are you sure about this? No, yeah, Chris, I'm not sure about this. I don't think it won't. But it's it's a weird thing. Like we don't really have a process. I think we um we tend to we tend to write we 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 try to write rules first. I think. And that, but that's not true. Because oh, no. we. We write the setting. Mm. And, like, in a lot of cases, we write the rules to fit the setting and to fit the tone. I think I think it happens side by side. Yeah, I think that's it. I think yeah. I think that we, we flick backwards and forwards yeah. so often that one informs the other. That Yeah, and, like, and we'll quite often have... We'll, we'll do some rules, but, oh, that's cool. 
we should work that into the fiction somehow. Exactly, yeah. And like Oh, these guys have ghosts now. We try and make things like classes mm-hmm. not just a way to tell stories, but to tell their own stories in the in the world. Yeah. So, for instance, if you look at things like Spire, just because mm-hmm. it's the most recent example of this... And the, one, the only thing we've written with classes in. Well, then there's some world-building information that's only found in certain powers. Yeah. Like, uh, very early on, the um, the only place to find out what the Drowned Noble Houses were was in a mm. single power for a single class. Yeah. Because it's not actually that useful information. It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. You can go through without having these these... Elite noble houses, mm. but However, if you take that power, it's assumed you care about it. Yeah, like the, the ability to talk to ghosts. Yeah, ghosts aren't necessarily inspired by default, but there's a power that lets you talk to them. And I think, I think, like I, as a GM, you can do a great deal of world building by giving power to the players in that way, and yeah. so saying like, oh, like also, also like, like you've gone for this school of magic, for example, something like character defining like that, rather than just what spells they've picked. You've gone for this school of magic. What are the other practitioners of this of this school like? What does that mean for you that you you've gone into transmutation rather than conjuring? What yeah. are our tropes, Chris? What turn up in every every time we try and we try and do a thing and. I'm, I'm going to say tropes which don't always survive to the end because, like, we'll we'll kick a lot of ideas back. Um, so an awful lot of our in quotation mark classes, because mm. our mound didn't really have classes. No, are similar in everything. Go on. Um, I will always put a witch in. Yes, there will be a witch. I uh, need a there, witch. I will always push for postmodern ritual magic. Yep. The sort of uh, unknown army tilts. Yes, unknown armies. Uh, mech suits. Yep, I have to really fight against that every time. Cultists. Cultists pop up a lot. I think like one of the things that we're really interested in is, is the concept of the occult. Yes, as in like, the real so. world occult. Yeah, and the weird stuff that's gone on there, and the the madness of a lot of it, mm. and especially of a lot of the the really darker end of that. Um, we're, that we we're really try, that we yeah, but. It's the idea that it can go dark, mm. and we bring it back to a base point in in the in the world in the themes, and yeah. then let games explore that if they want to. Yeah. What if what if it was real? Yeah. What if it actually gave you power? Here's a quick aside, by the way, listener. I want you to go onto Wikipedia and look up the Horseman's Word. <laughs> this is absolutely so. This so I, I was doing. Uh, I was writing. I was actually writing a game. I was looking up uh, Scottish mythology and folklore just to see like what I, what I could wedge in there doing my standard five minutes of research on Wikipedia before I gave up. Yeah. And there's the... So, so the Masons are your stereotypical secret society. Then you've got the Miller's Word. Mm-hmm. And the Miller's Word are an organisation of millers and people who work with corn and who, um, you know, water wheels, that sort of thing, who pretended they had a secret word given to them by the devil which could, when spoken, start a mill up instantly. Now, the millers didn't have quite so much written about them, as did the horsemen, the horsemen's word. And so the horsemen were a secret sect of uh, people who worked with horses, who would induct people into, like, like through this sort of made-up ritual to the horsemen's word, this, this organisation. And the word, when spoken, would control horses. And... Two things I really like, three things I really like about this. One, in Norfolk, they were called toadsmen. Good. Because you take a toad, kill it, carry it around till it dries out, put the dried out toad in a river, 
And then the one bone which doesn't wash away is your magical bone, which lets you control horses. <laughs> Two, the, the secret society ritual involved bringing a load of whiskey, which then people would drink afterwards. Yeah, you it had also, to, the, the, yeah. the, the uh, aspirant in, had the to initiate. bring the whiskey. Yeah, which so everyone would drink and they'd have a dance. Um, they would also be blindfolded and like they'd have to like shake hands with a bit of moss on a, on a, on a tree branch and they'd say it was the devil. But my favourite bit is the third part of the horseman's word is before you joined up, if they wanted you to join to get basically tithes and some whiskey out of you for free, they'd start fucking with your horses. <laughs> <laughs> like they'd put they'd put burrs and tacks on the inside of the horse's gear to upset it, and they'd put foul smelling things to stop the horse moving around in places that you wanted it to move around. And so you'd think, man. I've just lost my trick with horses. I should go join the horseman's word. And then they just stop doing that to you. It's genius. Once you knew the word. It's, it's just so cool. But, like, the great thing, and the thing that we almost unintentionally do in our world mm-hmm. building, is that the, the entirety of this devil stuff and the, the huge initiation ceremony was essentially mm. a reaction to Presbyterianism. Yes. At the time. It was satire. Yeah, it was satire. But also it was... It was people making their own club. Mm. It was people making something they could belong to that wasn't whatever that bollocks over there was that they didn't really care about. Yeah, we've got the real magic over here. And that exactly that line, we've got the real magic over here, yeah. is how we try and write games. Like, mm. no, our magic's, our magic's real. No, our magic's real. All over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you can have these incredibly disparate magical systems... Like in-world systems, mm. running on the same rule set and just change their flavour, yeah. and you and you get these different factions. Like we very much have a different feel between divine and occult magic in the games, yeah, as, as as it should be. And each class has very different feel to their magic, whatever mm. they ha- whatever they choose to do with it. And magic and religion are generally very big parts of our games. Yeah. Um, whether of the god of something, yeah. Whether the magic or the religion is real or false, it actually doesn't matter. And and, and like it's an interesting thing because they're the same thing, magic yeah. and religion. They're the same idea. It's just uh, like it's how can I put this? Magic is uh, so. Is religion is very populist warlockery. Yeah, and it's it's rote, and it's yeah. it's inscribed on tablets and things. Mm. Whereas a cult is generally a bit more freeform, a bit more jazz. And hidden. Yeah, jazz. Yeah. Chris, ask me a question. I will ask you a question. Uh, Diego19x9, which I think is the dimensions of Diego. (laughs) (laughs) I guess 19 by 9. Very wide. Good system to learn and use forever. It's a weird one. It is. Now, that's that's why I kind of wanted to ask it, because I think we need to look at the actual question. Like, do you really want to use one system forever? So, this, 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 from, this is from Reddit, um, where the very wide and also quite tall Diego wrote in... It could be centimetres. That's true. Well, I guess wider than he is tall. I don't know. Yes. What comes first? Width? Anyway. The Reddit question said... I'm bored of learning new games. I'm bored of learning new systems. I don't want something that's 80% combat. I just want a game that I can use to tell stories. Mm -hmm. And I think there's... Listen, I've got a little story for you here, Chris. Story time. Story time. Story time. It involves young Grant. So when I was growing up, I had dial-up internet. Mm -hmm. 
uh, in the woodlands of Portugal. And I'd, and so this made it very hard to access certain entertainment products, if you know what I mean. And they always load from the top down. Always load from the top down, low res, that sort of thing. Like, like you'd have to use thumbnails. Yeah. Yeah, like, like you, you, you'd have to look at, uh, you'd look at the thumbnail of a video and simply imagine what what happened in that video. <laughs> Sorry, it's such a grotty sentence. Use thumbnails. <laughs> <laughs> you would save thumbnails to a floppy disk. <laughs> With once, a vo- with evocative JPEG names, I once gave that such a floppy disk as a birthday present to somebody. Yes, yes, who didn't have internet. They were traded. Mm. They were like like really low res images of erotica bits. were traded uh, bits. Uh, well, I assume it was bits. It could have been anything. <laughs> you don't um, even tell. It was so low res. It was mainly imagination prompts. Um, and. It was it was all there and it was safe and that was fine. God, I mean, like like just just to sort of underline the uh, the worst elements of this. Occasionally, my internet was so bad. I rather than dial up, I would simply scrub through my temporary files looking for a single tit. <laughs> <laughs> Never clear the cache. Uh, anyway, I. Uh, uh, in 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 this time, a friend of mine had um, ADSL connection. I would go over; it was very exciting. Ooh, and videos were still very slow, but high res images were available. And we decided, and by we I mean me, mm-hmm. that I would find the holy grail of pornography. <laughs> I would find the best pornographic image. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would be like, yes, this is this is it. This is the one. This is the image that I need forever. Um, which is kind of like getting married to an image, but <laughs> but weirder. But well, much weirder because like during a marriage, one can change, grow, and evolve and interact with 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 the person. Yeah. Whereas this this was a picture of, as it turns out, a woman called Kyla Cole. Ky- right. Kyla Kyra Cole. Kyla Cole. Anyway, she was a uh, European model. I don't know where she was from, uh, but she was she was she was a lovely looking woman, and she did a lot of um, like pleasing soft core. Nicely lit, vaseline on the lens stuff, and I was like, "Yes, this is it. This is the image from me. I can see all the bits. Fantastic." <laughs> and it was at that point that I, that I, that that, that me and um, my other, my previous be- best friend called Chris went down a grot rabbit hole or grot <laughs> hole, as I'd call it, where we started to get. We started to to feel that this, this this was the true grail of pornography. No, wait, this picture of Kyla Cole was the true grail of pornography. He would print them out at wow. full A4. I don't quite know why what that was for. I think just just for the excitement of having his dad find them, <laughs> leaving them in the printer. Um, like his dad, I should know. His dad used to rent VHS videos of pornography. Wow. Yeah. So his dad was a real horny old bugger. And he had so like he had some porn, mm-hmm. and also he would rent porn, but it was all VHS. So here's the thing, Chris. What you had to do was, was sneak in, sneak into the library because he, he had a library with he had a library with a, with a, with a mezzanine level in which mm-hmm. the porn was watched. You sneak into the library, open the hidden compartment. <laughs> Like, like there was, there was. I oh, shit, you know what? Like one of the doors just didn't have a handle, and you had to sort of like open it from the inside. And there was an unmarked video which had some German porn on it. There was German porn. I believe there was an old Ron Jeremy video called uh, "Caught from Behind." 
caught from behind six. It was right. Anyway, you you've watched this video. Do do your thing as a group as well. I might I add oh because my. because you're all like fourteen, and then rewind it back to the point where it was. Oh dear! You had to sort of set up your outro whilst excited at two in the morning. Anyway, point is, we we went down this holy grail. We we went down this holy grail hole of porn, trying to find the ultimate porn image, and it was ultimately unsatisfying. There is no one best image that one can satisfy oneself to, and there is no one best role playing game. Oh, this is it about role playing games. Yeah, I've forgotten. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, yes. It all they they have different jobs, and sometimes. You want to see a lovely image of lovely Kyra Cole with all the bits on show, you know, in a jacuzzi. And sometimes you want to just see someone through a through like a, a long zoom telephoto lens through a window, and they know that they're having their picture taken, but they're, they're pretending they don't, and they're just like cooking. And sometimes you want to sit on the mezzanine level of somebody else's house and have a wank with four of your closest friends. Now the mezzanine level faced that was above the TV. So you'd you'd look up at the mezzanine level and oh, the right, many okay, fine yeah, books that, of erotic that, art. That's the bit you draw issue with. It does. Like it all seemed. It all seemed fairly normal at the time. It seemed like the sort of thing that that like, like this is like we you don't look at each other when you're there. Like it all. Like it's all gonna happen, and we're gonna and like we're gonna just tidy up ourselves and go home. But we're going to engage in this practice in the same room with each other. This has gone. Real far from role playing games. Is that a thing you ever did? No, Grant. No, I've never wanked with my mates. Is that not? I want to. I want to stress. I don't do it anymore. Now I'm thirty-two. I didn't know this about you. No, I it's just something that sort of. I guess. It... God, maybe it was strange. Maybe Chris's dad infected us all with his <laughs> with his with his weird pervo rays. This has gotten weird. Should we go for a different yeah. question? Yeah, yeah, you know what, let's, let's just move, or, or ask that one and maybe, like, we could answer it properly. <laughs> <laughs> should, should we try that? No, let's move on. Uh, ask me a different question. Oh, um, GURPS. <laughs> it's GURPS. Go on. A 40-minute treatise on wanking over German porn, and then you say GURPS. <laughs> Go on. Sam asks... Mm-hmm. Why are there so many? If X hadn't happened, we'd have TPK stories, but extremely few actual TPK stories. Because uh, you have a Deus Ex Machina in play, you have the GM. Yeah, I think I think the main thing there is total party kills are boring as shit. They're really bad. I I can't I can't think of a TPK I've been in where I was like, oh, that was good. that wasn't a waste of time. The only time that it's ever fun for me is at the end of a campaign. Yes. When everybody knows this is the last session anyway. Yeah, or a one-shot. Or a one-shot, and then it works. It's set up from the start. But if you're on session two of Horde of the Dragon Queen Adventure by Wizards of the Coast, Mm -hmm. and you get TPK'd, what do you do? Just start again, I suppose. Yeah, do you start again? So you already know what's going to happen. Yeah. Do, Do new players just come in at the same point? Like, I can understand in modern games with things like Delta Green, etc., where they rebrief agents on what's happened. Yeah. Or there's that's, an organization. That's set up for that, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. But in Dungeons & Dragons, the, the odds of a fairly similar adventuring party walking across <laughs> and just picking up where another one left off are slim to none. Well, I mean, okay, so it depends. So, like, session two, 
I'm guessing at that point what you could do is like, oh, you must go kill these goblins and the mines are found out. And then it turns out, whoa, there's intrigue and the mines go down 60 levels and there's oozers and a pirate ship and shit. Now, if you die on the goblins in, se in, in session two, like me, you trip, you awful down a hole, whatever, then you can imagine, like, a, a week later, the town mayor being like, well, the goblins are still here. Shit, I guess I'd better hire another adventuring party to go in. Be careful, though, as many before you have failed. Yeah, precisely. And so, and then you like, get there, and it's like, well, this is a boring dungeon crawl for the first two levels. There's nothing yeah. in it and no loot. Whatever, bye. Well, there would be loot, yeah. but it'd be on level three, I guess. Well, I, I guess the last thing, there'd, there'd be loot, but it would be what the loot would be whatever the previous party had bought. Yeah, but also what they'd stolen from the dungeon, but in a bag on their corpses. Yeah, so there's that, I guess. That's fun. I, I'm i interested to see if it's possible to have a fun game where you have TPKs and then that is good. Like Dark Souls, you know? Yeah, I think I think the issue is that you then have to prepare for a TPK. Hmm. And if you start preparing for a TPK in the rules, like at the core level of the game, yeah. by default that's going to increase their frequency. Mm -hmm. Because there's Which no point a... devoting three pages of a book to something if it's not going to happen. I suppose, like, if if you don't actually die, then it isn't a TPK. That's just a TP bother. Yeah. Uh, if, you're, if your souls become detached from those bodies and you rattle around and then wake up at the last bonfire that you rested at, that's different. Yes. It's not actually a total party kill. It's just the same as getting kicked out of the dungeon. And also, it's actually, if you look at things like Dungeons and Dragons, it's actually fairly difficult to get a TPK. Yeah, you can just leave. Because, yeah, what happens is one person goes down mm -hmm. and then it is the next person's turn and they mm -hmm. act on previous information. So if the healer's dead, mm -hmm. dead, 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 like atomized, mm -hmm. the next person's probably going to run. Yeah. Like, why would you stay there at that point? And that's that, that's, that's the, the other problem, is that the the players are very rarely defenders. They're almost always aggressors in role-playing games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so you you have a choice to leave. Like, especially if we look at Dungeons and Dragons, you have a choice to just walk out of this situation where you were kicking indoors and taking people's boots and just go home. And the goblins will be perfectly happy to have you leave. That's what they wanted. They don't want you to be here. <laughs> they just And won. also, they can't come and break into your house because you have, you have law and civilization. Yeah. back where you live. So I suppose you, you'd be looking at something at more like um, what I'd be interested in is having the people... is having the things revenge against you, if that's a useful verb of the noun revenge. Yeah, revengeance. Yeah, sorry. Avenge? Yeah. But having having the goblins come to your door and uh, come, come to your house and do the same thing. Mm. That, that seems like an interesting thing. This is kind of off the topic. But yeah, um, TPKs are boring. Games aren't set up for them. People can just leave. And also, um, the GM is fully in control of the universe and also doesn't want you to die. Yeah, and also, like, the question specifically reference, if X hadn't happened, we'd have TPK'd. Mm -hmm. That's because, as I've said earlier, like, if you see the fighter or the healer die, chances mm -hmm. are you're going to run. So you avoid a, a TPK. Yeah, That's not a single event triggering it. Because the reason that it's mostly if X hadn't happened is because mm. a TPK is 90% of the time caused by a single thing happening to everybody at once. Like a fireball or whatever. Like a fireball. Like yeah. the, like a, a roof caving in. Mm. Like an environmental thing. So it generally comes down to a single crux point of a roll. Yeah. 
like one person falls over so that they trip everybody. Yeah. So if, you, if, if you've if, got these multiple points of failure that the, the TPK can get into. Yeah, if Lucy hadn't jumped that gap with mm-hmm. the rope, we'd have all died. Yeah. Correct, because it's a single dice roll that it's working off of. Yeah. So essentially what you're looking at is you're looking at flipping a coin. If it hadn't been tails, mm. we'd have all died. I think also like the other relevant thing about this question is it's stories. Mm. And so the the it has to be exciting on the retelling. So if the story is, oh, we were all about to die, and then and then we made it out just in time. Cool, okay, it's a fun story. But oh we were all about to die, and then we died. <laughs> That's like like the TPKs might be happening, but no one wants to talk about them because they're not very interesting. That's not an interesting narrative. That's not how history books are written. No, it's not how novels are written. No, but even and then... And then like, the characters died midway through the story. Yeah. Because they die at the end. Always. i got a question for you, Christo. What is your question? Count of Monte Christopher. I like that. I need... Sorry? I like that. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. I like. I need your best Nazi super weapon ideas. From Admiral Jenkins. Um, a gun that shoots the user. <laughs> But it's a super weapon, so it's really big. It's really big. It'll kill multiple Nazis. <laughs> it's, it's just an artillery cannon, but upside down. Uh, hobnail boots that are just full hobnails, so the first time you stand on it, the, the nails go into your foot. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. Um, a rifle that gives you cancer. <laughs> a rifle with a with like a compensator on the end that changes the report of the gun. What is, so what it just it goes, my views are wrong! Every time you pull the trigger... A, um, some sort of some sort of Jew helping railgun. <laughs> a giant space laser that does nothing. <laughs> it's just, it's just a laser pointer. Yeah, it just does nothing. <laughs> uh, this this device, if you can point at galaxies after millions of light years away, <laughs> but then 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 what? Scheiße. <laughs> uh, the Ark of the Covenant. That yeah, that is actually yeah, that's that's happened. Yeah. Any sort of Ark of the Covenant situation, so maybe just like like haunted jam <laughs> that strips off Nazi faces. Na- nasty Nazis. Nasty Nazis. See, I was figuring we'd go for kind of a kind of a like uh, diesel punk Wolfenstein sort of thing. Oh, I see. But I I really like the way that these are the best super weapons for Nazis to have. Yeah, like why would you want to arm a Nazi? <laughs> Well, yeah, it's true. That's true. Yeah, I suppose it's it's tricky because like we've got to assume they're fighting them. So if there's a Nazi super weapon, we have to assume that Admiral Jenkins is putting together a campaign where you fight the Nazis. Yeah, and it might be a bit of an anticlimax if they just open that jam and then everyone dies. <laughs> well, they shouldn't have. Those crazy scientists shouldn't have done it. Like, <laughs> I think. I think the best of the actual real-world Nazi super weapons. Yeah, I think we are just helping the Nazis in this question, aren't That's we? That's what I mean. Yeah. The actual most interesting ones are the things like their rail cannons. Mm. Did they have actual rail cannons? They had actual rail cannons. God, as in on good. rails, not yeah. Oh, a right, gun. okay. Not a, not, okay. not a maglev gun. Like a train cannon? Yes. Right, Like okay. these enormous cannons for shelling ridiculous distances at the time. Can you just real quick either cut out or make it seem like I didn't believe that Nazis had railgun technology in the 40s? Okay, yeah, that's fine. Thank you. Or leave this bit in. Sorry. I will leave so, this sorry, bit I, in. Sorry, that showed it. I'll work something out that makes you look great. 
Yeah, sure. Thanks, man. So yeah, um, um, trains, more like portable cannon. Yeah, portable cannons. Mm. Um, but they're these massive things, and they had like I can't remember what it was called, but there was one cannon that was half buried in the earth because the barrel was so long. Mm. It would just fall over if it was all above ground. Um, and it was meant for just shelling France. Yeah. Just whichever bit it landed on. I, I suppose, like, with, with, when, when, it, when, there's, when there's a super weapon, I want something a bit more nuanced. That like, like, it has a ray, or it does lasers, or there's some sort of, like, it ignites something unusual, rather than, oh, you know grenades? Yeah. Like, lots of that. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> It goes further and it explodes more. If you if you look at if you look at Nazi grenades, they, they were the, super um, weapons. What? Because they they had did they have the um the, the pineapple not pineapple the, the stick stick bombs yeah you can throw them further. Pretty neat. Like that's, I'd, that's, I'd hit people with them. No. Mm. Well, look, look. If I had to pick, if I had to pick a grenade to hit someone with, I would pick a Nazi grenade rather than a U.S. grenade. I will be honest with you, I would actually pick a US grenade. Why is that? Because I could put my hand on the thumb and just hit them like I was holding a rock. So my, my, like, my thumb, sorry, my thumb on the pin. Like like a paperweight? Yeah, and just yeah. smash the, like smashing somebody's head in with a telephone. Well, I didn't know I married a coward. Which is how I want to go, incidentally. Smashing someone's head in with a telephone? Yes. What, you want to be killed with a telephone? No. You want, you want to die because you kill someone with a telephone? Yes. How does that work? Also, what do you want to say after you uh, after you kill them with the telephone? I, that depends on who I end up killing. I want to. Okay, it's uh, it's Robert Mugabe. <laughs> I, I admit I don't know enough about them. Um, it's look. I'm not going to come up with a good one-liner. Nelson Mandela. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. This is the only way I can die, Mr. Mandela. Yeah, it's but like I've, been I've always to loved live forever. In films. I've always loved in films when somebody. Gets beaten to death with a telephone, or like, or like, or like, hit with a telephone. So like, so like, like they grab the whole base unit, the of whole the base old unit, yeah, yeah, and smack someone across the face with it. That that is a good look, yeah, and it looks uh, like it would hurt a lot. And honestly, I want to do that one time in my life. That's so. fair, which is why I picked Robert Mugabe because like I reckon you could do that and like that would be like guilt free. Like it still oh, haunts you true. a little bit. No, I was just thinking like suicide by police afterwards. Oh, okay, right. Or like, or like, you do it in a state with the death penalty. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll work around to that. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, question. One last question. <laughs> Get away Give from me. my death by police firing squad. Me, it's it's been it's been a weird episode, Chris. Oh, it has. There's it's be been some... like there's there's been some stuff come out about my youth that I didn't realize was strange. I'm gonna be brutally honest here. There's gonna be some wank edits. Oh, okay. Like just to shorten that down a bit. Yeah, that's fair. It was twenty minutes. It was it was seventeen. All right, that's still a lot. You got a nice light question for the end, maybe. Charlie X asks, "My friends and I can't agree on what kind of monster a cow owl would be. What do you think they are?" Okay, we know what a what an owl bear is. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, this is something which I have this is something which I haven't considered. Owl bears have live young. Yes, owl bears. Well, I think I don't think they have a cloaca. They have like the whole, you know. Whereas we know that both owls and bears produce eggs. However, <laughs> God, bear eggs. Um, you can you can milk a bear. You shouldn't, but you can. Oh, you can milk anything. Yeah, as long as it's got nipples. Now, mm. if you, can you milk a nut, if you stop it, if you can milk a bear, 
I only really think of that because cows are commonly milked. Yes. Which leads me to think that owlbear milk is a thing. Mm-hmm. What does that taste like? How rich and feathery? I think that is going to be alarmingly fatty. I think it's going to be... Ba- it's, it's going to be... You know you know when you get, like, potted shrimp or potted rabbit and it's got that bit of... It's got that, that large section of butter on the top? Mm-hmm. That... Yeah, or like that, um, that, but like, but like, it, like it, it, it comes out like incredibly, like, 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 like out of an icing bag. Yeah, when you like, milk it, like, like that, like that stuff in the in the gaps in a pork pie. Oh yeah, that crossed with the top of a pot of clotted cream, mm-hmm. and it just curls out. Yeah, and then what like, you do like is what? you just mix like a tablespoon of milk into that, mm-hmm. just to make it wet. Right, and then you drink it, and then that's that that's bear milk. And then you gum it down with your little owlbear yep. beaks. And that's what they push into wait, the eggs. Wait a second, to feed the, Chris. To feed the live young inside the egg. That's not... You've... you've t- okay. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Top half of an owl. Right. Lower half of a bear. Why are we on... Should we be on cow owls? No, this is a much more interesting topic for me. Top okay. half of an owl, lower half of a bear. Bears lactate and feed their young. Mm-hmm. Owls catch food and then sick it back up into them in, into their young's mouth. Can you suckle with a beak? Oh, that's horrid. Right? Especially at owlbear scale. What's maybe, happening to those maybe, poor mama owlbears? Maybe that's why they're so angry all the time. Maybe it's pressurised. Oh, I see. So what they do is they place... The <laughs> they just front, aim it. <laughs> they place, no, the, the, the young place the first two uh, um, clawed talon hands right, yeah. around the nipple and mm-hmm. push... Yeah, like like a cat like kneading a bed or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, and then that sprays it towards their horrid little beaks. I think cause I I think like 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 animals already do that. They already sort of like knead around the boob. Yes, but I'm saying that there's no direct contact, so that yeah, they're, just they're not being <laughs> nipped by by beaks. Comes out like a pressure washer. Yeah, Fill, fills the entire baby up. Anyway, a cow owl would look like a cross between a cow and an owl. I think it would look like a cloaker. Why? Because it's a cowl. Oh, I see. Well, sure. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. For nothing. Me. No, I don't. I don't think either of us really answered that very well. I like. I, think I like it, the cowl. To, hang on, so it's not a predator because bears and owls are both predatory creatures. Yep. And so, like, there's 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 some some ground you can sort of cover there. There's some there's some shared ground. Some some common ground, as it were. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what parts of an owl you combine with a cow to sort of make a the legible creature. Oh, like a griffin. Yeah. So you've got the back end of an owl and wings, the front end of a cow and the beak of an owl. If you want, yeah. You just but shoot you can, it. The, yeah, I mean, the problem is that the cow is a passive animal. Yeah. It's not, it it's, just it's, sits there and then it goes, oh, it's raining, I shall lie down in a particular way. That's like the height of being a cow. What if we, what if we reframe which cows? Because we're thinking of those shitty ass Frisian, Frisian motherfuckers waddling around. Getting milked, doing grass, whatever. What about a Highland coo? What about a Highland coo? That that's a much more appealing visual. Or Are we looking at those what big about, orange motherfuckers? What about those perfectly rectangular cows from Victorian art? Yes. You know those bulls? Those those those, those things are sharp. Yeah, those guys. Now, like bulls are more interesting in this in this space. I think they're more of a predatory creature, even though they're not. You know. They've got. They, they can put up a fight. Yeah, 
I, I do also want to stress, Reader, I know how dangerous cows are, but they don't often hunt. They're not that dangerous. Well, more people are killed by cows than sharks every year. Really? Yeah. Well, that's because there's, there's more, more sharks and more contact with them. But there's, there's more cows and more contact with them. But also, people underestimate cows. Right. Like, I guess I've just, like, I've just lived around and, cows all my life. So yeah, for sure. But like yeah. us, us city folks will come and be like, "Oh, gee, corblimey, a cow!" and then go and poke it, and then it'll just maul us. It will stomp on us. Fuckers bite. Yeah, there you go. It'll do that. And then chew me up in one of its 20 stomachs. I, I was don't know bit by cows. a cow when I was young. How, how did that go? Badly. I was bleeding everywhere. I was bit by a pig when I was younger. While, while, I, while I was trying to feed it. And up until that point, pigs were my favourite animal. <laughs> and then no longer. No, they're my favourite animal to eat. <laughs> my favourite animal to eat is beef. Yeah, it's all great. the other meats are just worse. I think I think you're right. Honestly, I think I think that's fair. Like beef like, is beef is tasty. Like I like pork, but not as a cutlet. Nothing. Nothing else comes as steak. No. At least La- in the lamb same is way a waste that, uh, of everyone's time. Uh, it's it's very small. I don't I, I, like. People have like these racks of lamb, and they yeah, go, "Oh, it's lamb! It's delicious. It's, it's pretty good. It's I, I, I'll 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 fuck with lamb." But that's only because there's no beef, right? Oh, I'm not allowed beef, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, this is this is this is both off topic and dull. We should wrap this up. <laughs> we should we should stop now. Uh, it's it's a, it's a big square owl. It's a big square owl. That's it. It's an owl you can stack. <laughs> it's a stackable as long as you snap off the legs. It's a stackable owl. It's a stackable owl. Um, and I, I like to think that it just looks like an owl, but it has these like colossal udders, mm, like the inside of an of a cow, the outside of an owl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how we're doing this. We've just we've just reskinned a cow with the owl texture. Yeah, so like you still farm them, but mm-hmm. the the great thing is what you can what you can do is you can farm the cows and cows at the same time because the cows fly above the field, staying within the borders because they're stupid. Oh yeah, do they fly? How do they? Very slowly. <laughs> very, very they're, slowly. They're very bad at it. Yeah, like they stay up, but it's just where are the, the wings? Are they the arms or are they on the back? No, they're on the back, like where you'd expect okay. a wing. Mid. Okay, and and so, so they've got two sets of owl legs. Yeah, and then on the ground you just have normal cows, but they're mm. cows with the inside of owls. Ah, and they're vomiting up uh, like just loads of mice bones. Tons of mice bones out the front, thousands mm-hmm. of eggs out the back. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like fro- it's like frog spawn, but it's like, an, eggs. like an alien queen. Oh, just and it comes are they solid or are, are they translucent? No, no, they're solid. They're like an owl egg. I, I was I, I was imagining they'd be sort of like an owl egg crossed with a cow placenta. No, well, maybe they're soft and then harden in the air, like soft and leathery, like yeah. a turtle's egg, like a like a mermaid's purse. Mm. Like that, like that seaweeds. Um, I hate this. Uh, I hate this. And then what, we, then what happens is with this new like stackable economy, <laughs> right. we replace chicken eggs because that's just a lot of space wasted. That's true. Yeah, these these are much better at tessellating. Right. Like all you do is you hollow out a tower block. Are the eggs themselves square? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's square. Yeah. Everything. It's all square. It's like Japanese watermelons. Square cloacas are all round. Yeah. Yeah. You hollow out a tower. We block, used science. And that's where the owls roost because they stack in there like Tetris. Right, yeah, okay. And they give birth to live young. They give birth to live young and spritz oh, oh. milk from the heavens. I want you to know the phrase I had in my in my head was milk net. 
They give birth to live dogs. <laughs> so I know these, which is really confusing things. So sorry. So you have a net which catches milk. Yeah, like it's, it's very thick. It's like um, cottage cheese. Butter. Wetter. Okay. Yeah. Cottage um, cheese. Oh, like lumpier. Yeah, and like fuck, Chris, you're making you keep making this worse. So you catch three quarters of it. How are you milking the owls? Oh no, they've got others, haven't they? I remember. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, yeah sure. that's just coming out of them. Catch three quarters of it. You catch the three last quarters, quarter. of it, the rest falls down and to the feeds cows. the owl cows. Aha! Uh-huh. Did they have udders? No, you don't have udders if you have eggs, Grant. They're uh, right. Think yes, they're it. beef. They're they're just bred for beef. Sort of, yeah. And eggs. Mainly the eggs. Um, the inside Battery. is the inside is very much a lot of chicken. <laughs> Well, ow. Well, ow, but you know what I mean. Like, it's it's bird meat. Quick question here. So, I'm just trying to imagine, this is getting less and less pleasant the more we talk about it. There's very slow, there's very slow flying mm-hmm. cow owls upstairs. Owl mm-hmm. cows upstairs. Yes, now, downstairs, we have these huge creatures with the outside of cows, but the inside of owls. Correct, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Owls have hollow bones. They do, yes. To support a structure of that weight, we would need a sort of... Hexagonal strut system inside the in, inside the creature. So rather than the skeleton, you have a support web a hive. of bone. A hive, yeah, a hive. So it's a hive made out of bone and meat, which simply funnels these thousands of eggs. A second. We <laughs> didn't need that. <laughs> like it's not it's not fun for anyone. Do, do they have? <laughs> <laughs> do want to do want to stress? They do want to lay the eggs, but they're laying too many. Like they own, they're, they're all just. I, I see. The way I had it was that it's like mm-hmm. veal. Like they can't move. Right. So they occupy because, one because, half. Because we've of snapped the legs off. Pointed in a certain direction. I think we should let them move. The eggs uh, are going to taste better. Be, what, what what meat you can pull out of the of the hexagonal hive slots will be tastier if they don't move. <laughs> That's not how it works. It's and... better if they move. <laughs> it's just cheaper if they don't. Then how does veal work? I veal is different, uh-huh. and also foie gras is different. Uh-huh. But those are both torture meats. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at here. I and want I want a robust cow owl hex. All right, they can move if you want. It's but been it's it's that's the, 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 been the stomping around the orchard eating acorns. Plow. Say again. The eggs are collected with a kind of snow plow. An egg plow. Yeah, and then it just kind mm-hmm. of pushes it into troughs. They're, it has a very washed. soft silicon. Blade. And put into those cardboard things for eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then consumed by, I don't know, inhaling them. Um, they're, they're, um, they're dry roasted and then put in bowls at bars where no one eats them. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate cruelty. This is the most, this is the worst. This is the absolute worst and I hate this. Welcome Thank to the future. Thank you so much for the <laughs> post-Brexit. Thank <laughs> you so much for listening to High Dice Friends. Thank you for, for listening this far in the episode. Mm, well done. If you like this and you want to inspire more such brilliance, you can go to patreon.com forward slash friends and give us some cash. If you give us some cash, that means that we can keep doing this somehow, which is nice. And also, you can come and hang out on the Patreon. We have a lovely Patreon at the moment. We were discussing... What were we discussing yesterday? We, uh, we, were, we were helping someone write a list of mutations for their superpower games. Yes. And one of them is Mycopathic, which I like. Talk to mushrooms. Ooh. Gross. Don't know what mushrooms are going to say back, but hey ho, we helped. You can also follow us on Twitter at HDF Podcast, and you can ask us a question at heartydicefriends at gmail.com. 
I think that's about it for all the all the things. We love you. We do. We've got you. We've we've got you a special bowl of eggs. <laughs> Still wet from the farm. Oh, wet from the farm. And I'm going to I'm going to squeeze them between my thumb and forefinger. Um uh, discard the the le- the leathery outer uh, casing. Well, uh, imagine a translucent leather. We're going to discard that, and then the writhing innards we're going to mash, and then make into a little dish I like to call scrambled owls. <laughs> Thank I was going to so go much. with an owlet. Uh, they're both good. Mm. That's a, that's a Pokemon though. I think. Oh, it's Rowlet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's also Pokemon the name of a baby owl. Like. Is an owlet? Is it? Mm. Like a moist owlet. <laughs> yes. Cool. Bye, everyone. Bye.